Hey everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the Irish Golfer Podcast. I'm your host Peter Finnan. This pod is, as usual, brought to you in association with KPMG, supporting Irish golf at every level. So this week, um, rather than an interview, we're going to have a little bit of a debate going on. So uh, recently I was down testing the new Titleist TS2 and TSI3 drivers uh, launching over the next couple of weeks. And uh, while down at the GUI National Academy, the Titleist National Fitting Centre there, um, was going through the fitting process with Marco Matney and we got talking about everything that Bryson carrying the ball 400 yards, what he's working on, the distance, turned into a distance debate. So we decided, you know what, we might as well just knock the microphones on and see from his point of view, um, I suppose, what, what manufacturers from, from the manufacturing side, from ball, club head, shaft, technology, what he sees coming down the line when the RNA and USGA decide on what they're going to do with the distance debate and how they're going to rein things back, if they're going to rein things back, and um, just a general chat like that. So hope you enjoy the listen, and um, yeah, let's see. Right, delighted to be joined this week by Marco Mahoney, PGA professional on the Irish region and uh, performance fitter at the Titleist National Fitting Centre. Hello, how are you, Pete? Yeah, good, 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 good. It's good to have you on. I said, like, really wanted to get you on to have a chat. Like, from a, it's a double-edged sword type thing. It's um, you know, I want to talk about the distance, the changes that are afoot, or you know, you've the RNA, USGA looking at different processes going to come back next March or April. But the more we spoke about this before we come on today, the, mm. the deeper you go into it, like it, it really can get quite confusing, quite messy. You look at what I suppose Bryson DeChambeau has done over the last while um, and the questions he's thrown up. Like he's now talking about using a 48 degree or 48, 48 inch, 48 inch yeah. driver, you know, um, gonna hit a couple of thousand balls before the Masters. He's installed as pre round favourite. It's just, it's not sitting well with some people. It's Some people think it's brilliant. So. It's really just to talk about that, about the different layers, about the problems that these um, governing bodies have ahead of them. Yeah, I, I think um, from a, a standpoint of kind of a manufacturer, like the door is open for the likes of Titleist has opened the door from a, a ball point of view for the RNA to come in and, and, and the USGA to, to test and, and to find out um, what, what is actually going on. Um, realistically from that standpoint i think there'll always be a challenge for a governing body um regardless of the sport i think to 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 your point with the shambo he's he is moving he's moving the needle big time you know he's kind of already in a process um from a from a physical standpoint equipment standpoint and mental approach he he's peeling back that onion to find out just how how well he can operate how well um he can he can move it and i think that's really really cool it's actually really inspiring i think um i don't think it's not a negative it's definitely not a negative. i don't think it's a negative and and, and again <coughs> yeah some people might see it as a negative but I, I definitely wouldn't because in in every walk of life in every sport yet you, you need someone there to 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 push the tolerance to to move it to that next level obviously tiger um, in the in the mid '90s, early '90s, really moved that needle. There's no question about it. And I think 
everyone has evolved from that and I think we're in a place now um, that w we have the likes of Bryson coming in um, just pushing it to the next level um, but I think what's what's joyful to see with him is that he's bringing everything into it he's mm. he's not he's not <coughs> assuming one element is going to work he's testing that um, and I think from from my side of it as a PJ professional and as a and as a club fitter um, that's really interesting to see and I love the kind of nuances that he goes through with golf ball testing so wet makes the ball wet um, even in dry conditions to, to see what elements and deviation there is um, is testing at the moment the longer driver shaft is it going to have an influence on his on his game obviously he's packed up and bulked up and and moved uh, to it to a different um, movement pattern um, in his golf swing but these are all testing processes that he's gone through to know what actually works for him mm. um, and I think this should be a huge um, this should be a huge outlay for the for the amateur golfer to actually to look at look at their own DNA most definitely yeah. you know like we as as golfers we have a DNA um, and it does a pattern of movement there and then there's a concept that a golfer can can forge and, and work to on the back of that to enhance their game and, and enhance their performance at the end of the day knowledge is the key thing here and, and that's that I think that's the most important thing that I think I, I've definitely seen it Bryson gets a lot of negativity a lot of negative comments a lot of bad press as such and this is a guy that's just methodically went about he's the scientific approach that he has of swinging it whatever he's worked out if I so if I have a five degree driver I swing it four or five degrees from the inside yeah. catch it six degrees on the up yeah. I'm gonna launch this thing and it's gonna stay up there and I can hit it as hard as I want now he's putting his body under great stresses he's using different muscles he's doing whatever but he doesn't get the credit where like if we look at his US Open win mm. um, you know yeah so he, he took it to that golf course. He said he was going to take it to it. Yeah. He was only ranked third strokes gained off the tee. Yeah. He was better strokes gained around the green. And that he was ranked number two. And he doesn't get the credit for it. And I think that's the key thing, is that still, as much as we're in a distance generation, um, I think we'll always be in a distance generation because something new will come out, someone new will come out with a, a different opinion, a different look on the game. In this instance, it's Bryson. Um, I alluded to Tiger uh, many years ago Rory when he bu busted onto the scene was the exact same so like there's always that um but the old guys did it back in the day uh, as well Nicholas Palmer all of them and that that's the thing so we're always still in a, a in a distant story um so that's why I think looking at the governing bodies I, I don't think they're going to do a hell of a lot because the rules and regulations are there within the game and they're not going to slow evolution down they're they're again it, this is the individual making the influence not to a certain degree um the other other nuances so i think from looking at uh, the distance that he's gaining um in relation to speed um he still hasn't lost that deft touch around the green he still hasn't lost to your point um strokes gained he still has that fantastic ability to to, to get the ball into the hole so it's great creating the speed and the distance but you still got to be able to back it up around well, like the green like you could name 10 guys that can do what he has done. Yeah. You could, and they're at the top of the game, you know, your DJs, your Rory's, they can all do it, but they're, af I don't know, they're afraid to bring that to the golf course sometimes. That, you know, they're, they're at their 80, 85% comfort zone. They know what they can perform to. And have they said that to you? 
No, but <laughs> you know, but there, there I know, yeah. But yeah. that well that's my viewpoint yeah. from the outside looking in that they um you know, they haven't really brought that approach. And now you see them tinkering and trying to get above 200 mile an hour yeah. ball speed and stuff like that. It's something that they haven't pushed themselves to do on tournament. They do it messing, they do it in the range. Yeah, I think, like, again, for me, um, I have a, I, I like motorsports and I like Formula One. And I think, like, where my interest lays is where that racing driver with his teammate, where he's gonna get that tenth of a second. Uh, on the same corner, um, and I think where Bryson has has has, has brought it to, he's just brought it like up nearly half a second. He's brought it up nearly five notches in a sense of okay, I was here, I'm now ten ten miles an hour faster, and these guys now are potentially in a place where okay, they're looking for that enhanced peak performance. They're now pushing pushing the barrier all the time, um, and to your point, joking aside. Will there come a day where they where they have to bring that game to the to the to the tournament, potentially? You know, because Bryson has shown that there's a whole different dimension to playing golf that way. Um, and 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 on that point as well, I, I I wouldn't I don't think a golf course then needs to go down the route of making it um, trickier or harder. I think again at the end of the day, you see them when they play certain golf courses around different times of the season. Is when you have, when you have a golf a golf course that's a uh, little bit longer in grat in rough, a um, little bit tricky on on green, um, slopage and 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 pin selection, it's still a challenge. So you can hit it as far as you want, but mm. it's 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 again it's back to the whole concept of the game. It's a back to what how you're going to work your way around that golf course, be it if you're full tilt off the tee or not. We want to see. We want to see that. Of course you do. You know, of course it's entertainment. Yeah, exactly. And you brought, like you said, your F1 side of things. Yeah. You know, I used to watch F1 yeah. back when Eddie Jordan owned cars and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that, you know. But, like, it's just over-regulated now, I feel. I can't watch a Formula 1 race. Now, that's just me personally. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not a fan anymore. I used to, like, the only time i tune in, really, would be the first lap, hmm. hoping someone dings off someone else and you have a bit of carnage going on. That's it. Yeah, so, like... And and what that's I love the the nuances of it. Again, aligning it with what Bryson is doing at the moment, he's 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 finding the the, the the performance elements for him and his game. And I think it's a fantastic thing. And you bring that to F one, and it's minute second or tenths of a second that these guys are operating off with a car that's given out over eight nine hundred brake horsepower at times. But the speed element is fantastic in 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 for me in F one. <laughs> speed element in golf now is is being enhanced all the time, and it's becoming a little bit more entertaining because there's a there's a guy at the moment standing on a tee box, and he's absolutely pumping the thing, and that's entertainment. Whether we whether we mm. we just take the tradition out of the game, and I'd be a traditionalist at heart, but it's great to to have the technology there to see what this guy is actually doing. 190 mile an hour ball speed off a, off a tee, par four, and he's putting it to pin high. He's scaring the governing bodies though. He is. He's forcing them in to regulate. He's making them look at things. They were only looking at the ball before. They, re they, like, they were yeah. looking at certain other things. Now they're, like, Poulter had a good point, actually. I seen a video he put up the other day saying about, you know, fair play to Bryson, he's done this, he's done that. But the only way he feels they can regulate around this is make the guys spin the ball, yeah. is put, you know, eight, nine degrees, 10 degrees loft as the low end of the bike, the high end of your bike, yeah. sorry, um, and make them all have 
that's the lowest loft you can use. Yeah, like it's a fair it's a fair point. It's not for me to say what manufacturers and what governing bodies are going to do, but I think the the, the kind of another question I would have there is, is that if if the governing body is going to regulate the manufacturers, um, are they going to regulate the the golfer? Are they going to regulate how much they can train, how much they can advance? Like you're getting you into that. Pardon? You can't do that. So why can't they, wh why do you think they should regulate the, the equipment? And the, there's already regulations in place in relation to face technology, in relation to, to, to manufacturing a golf ball as how fast you can make it, both ball and club. And we're, we're on the limit. And we're beyond the limit though, that's the thing. I think that's what's, that's what's getting to the, you know, we go last year, the Open Championship. Mm. So there was drivers tested, COR tests, and they're illegal. And that, like, that, that's where we're at with, with drivers now, which is, you know, there are manufacturers making drivers beyond the legal limit, reining them back to the legal limit. Once you hit, like, once you hit 20 shots with that driver, which has proved now, like, the, they hit a lot more than 20 shots, but at a major championship, to have drivers found non-conforming, that's a disaster. Um... I think that's down to that's down to the manufacturer themselves, and that's down to the components they're using to um, kind of create a, a club that's going to give adequate longevity. Um, I I think no no question about it. it. Again, it's back to any sport we're in. Like regardless of who you are, you're always going to push the envelope. You're always going to push it to the tolerance. Like that's the nature of the game. And coming from like whatever materials you're using to achieve that, coming from whatever, like as, as the golfer, whatever kind of fitness regime you have, dietary habits you have, um, kind of everyone is talking about kind of the, the golf club and the golf ball story, but again, enhanced feel with a, a, a type of grip they, they're using, a type of glove, a, a, a type of golf shoe. Like the, there's, there's a whole, to your earlier uh, point of, of the speed story, it's peeling back that on, uh, onion and it's, it's not just going to be one thing. And I think that's the harsh, in my opinion, that's the harsh thing that you can't just go after kind of manufacturers when manufacturers are delivering fantastic pieces of equipment. Oh, no, there's no question um, about that. But I, I just think to, like, the regulation story, I think, is, 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 a, is a whole separate discussion because I think it, it gets off point with what Bryson is doing. He's doing everything within the regulations um, and, and he's achieving this. He's achieving this as, as a person um, and he's just working within that to, to do it. And I think that's the key story here. The key story is, is the, the outlets that he has with testing, um, not because he's a tour player. Like any amateur could do what he's doing in a sense to gain a better understanding of, of themselves and to become educated in, in moving forward and evolving their game. That to me is the stance that he's, that he's making. Um, I think there's a lot of psychological um, warfare attached to it as well. Um, and what I mean by that is it's, a, it's another layer to that onion because you have tour players walking on to a range that's 300 odd yards and you have Bryson who's another 20, 20 yards back behind them plowing golf balls. So like he's already putting a mental picture into their head that I'm booming it and I'm opening the shoulders and, and tearing into it. He scared poor Mark Patrick. Well, <laughs> it's 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 it, it's a it's just a cool it's a cool discussion because he's not only just looking at speed, he's looking at okay, I need to obtain it. How am I going to get there? And 
I'm sure there's a diet. There's a there's a diet involved. There's mm. there's a, a there's a, a really strict regime, as in, this week might be a speed week. Next week might be a rest week. It all depends on his schedule. But again, uh, the psychological side of things, I'm sure, is a, is a big is a big element to it. But we, are, we are at a point though with equipment that <coughs> something is gonna be regulated by like be it ball, be it lock, mm. be it length. They're gonna have to do something, you know. Things have come on and off. I even we ran actually um we ran an event in the K Club earlier on this year, a professional event, um, with Modest Golf and BMW earlier on in the year. You actually played, I played event, it. Right. <laughs> so McGinley was out in the last group. He played the last group and it's the first time he said he's gone back to the Ryder Cup tees. Mm. <coughs> it was a lovely day, it was into a bit of breeze. He hit driver off the tee and he was like six or seven yards short on the first in the K Club, little small little um, river that flows across the front of the green. And he hit driver from that back tee. He said during the Ryder Cup, so he's now 50, 51 years 50 of age. Yeah. Uh, he hit the same club, he hit driver, Ryder Cup. He said Darren Clark was actually the longest off that tee that week. Now, given they all weren't hitting drivers, mm. but Darren hit driver and you're talking 2006, you're talking a long yeah. time ago. McGinley at 50 odd years of oh age was beyond yeah. that. Yeah. On that day off that tee, on the same golf course. Like, so he said like it's made him a better, like Harrington is the same, equipment yeah. has him. The longevity it's given these guys on what it's doing, but it's making golf courses now. It's making some courses extinct. I know it's a circus. The tour, it comes once a year, it moves around, but like... But sometimes it's not a bad thing to have tour players exhibit their full skills on a golf course that an amateur would play. Let them shoot 20, 22 to 30 under par at times. I think that's the cool thing. And you can see then at a US Open, obviously they, they, they put the roof up, they try and make it as tricky as possible. And I think there should be a little bit of a little bit of that approach. Um, that's a personal opinion. Mm. Um, but I think that's where the entertainment is. That's where you draw in your, 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 your viewer um, on TV in these days and then your spectator, hopefully in, 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 in times, times, times ahead. Um, y you have to look at it in, a, in the context of, are we looking at the game to maintain its tradition? Or are we looking at the game to maintain tradition but also to entertain? And I think obviously the powers to be um, can only answer that question, but it's a great thrill as a as a viewer uh, at home, looking at the likes of Bryson, looking at the likes of Tiger coming out at the AGs and, and just absolutely blasting it, Rory blasting it, um, and and again that's 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 a great thing because that's the entertainment factor, um, along with them then having the the. The, the traditional side of, okay, the accuracy of a, a tough, tight golf course where course management and this, this, the, the strategy that they have going into that week is going to be the winner. So I think in part there's, there's two sides to it and it's, it's going to be a continued debate, I think, Pete. I think there's no real answer to it because if, if you start getting into rules and regulations, you have to, you have to open the floor to everything, you know, because like nowadays there's the, the biomechanics side of things with force plates and enhancing your energy because you now know where all of your where <laughs> where where your weight is distributed in, in throughout your golf swing. Like straight away someone knowing that is gonna gain speed. You know? So there's so many nuances to it that 
I, I can see your point with, with the equipment, but you see, that's what we see the player using. But uh, beforehand, what they go through in the testing phases to bring all this to light as to what is going to work for them, that's, that's the interesting part. You know, that's where you're looking at more, more within the player and the outlets that they have as opposed to just seeing them swinging a golf club hitting a golf ball. So what, what do you think they'll do? In your opinion, what do you think they'll look at? No, I don't think they'll do anything. Really? Yeah. I, th I think, again, it's not for me to, to, to say and it's not definitely for me to speak on anyone's behalf, but like realistically at the moment, I think where he's bringing it, like as far as he's hitting it, like he he's not driving it driving it the furthest no, all the time. No, but not just Bryson. Even before Bryson, there was a distance issue in the game. But not I'm an I'm issue I'm in the game. But, I, but like, I'm like, but why? why but why should it be an issue? Wh like, look at the guy. Look at the guy who's on tour, okay? And look at the guy who's maintaining his card year in year out because the equipment is helping him. Yeah, if you actually look at the top drivers of the golf ball on tour, it's only a small percentage of the guys who boom it, okay? So if you reel it back, you're actually hurting more of the field than you are that one player. Because that one player, once you're fast, you're fast. Once that player is developed speed and knows where, where they're obtaining it, they're always, they'll always be quick. So you've you got to be careful, and that's why I, I wouldn't be vocal in what the, what the uh, governing bodies are going to do, because you can hurt so many people with it. Um, and I think you're, you're, you're stopping the evolution of the game. You know, I'm sure back in the day when Nicholas and Palmer came on the scene, there was players then who were up in arms of how far they were hitting it and the equipment that, uh, that was going on. Um, I'm sure <laughs> when, when Greg Norman came on the scene, I'm sure there was players um, doing the same, same with Tiger, same with Rory, now same with, with, with what Bryson is doing. So does it, it's a generational thing. Mm. Um, and I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I just think it, it's a great topic. But I think when you concentrate on just one, one portion of the, of the bigger uh, tour player um, and the bigger category of golfers as a whole, if you start getting into what governing bodies are going to do and manufacturers need to do, I, I just think you're going to hurt a lot of, you're going to hurt the game, I think. Yeah, I, I just, all those players that you've named, like, you know, old traditional courses have been around in the same level the same length roughly the same setup all throughout those generations and now they're just you can't hold tour events on some of them like we probably never see a u.s open in marion again to not not long enough nowhere to develop st andrews the same is that a know. good thing or a bad thing though? yeah well, like on a i would hate to see tour pros tour like tear the old course apart like with 25 30 under in an open championship if they got a flat and they might. They, it's, it's there to be done, you know, sort of way. And that's, that's sad. I remember talking to Pat Ruddy about it before, about course design and the effect it is having. And he was like, imagine, imagine in hurling, imagine the, the ball, the Schlitter travelled an extra mm. 10 yards than it did 10 years ago or 20 yards than it did. He said, you're, like, you're not going to every 15 years or 10 years put 50 yards onto the end of Crow Park. And he said, that's what you're expecting golf courses to do. Yeah, I think, like, uh, that's actually a, a really good point because what you can get into there is, is that, like, if you look at, let's say, hurling from 
how that has evolved. That's probably evolved in the in the physical sense. It's evolved in the physical sense of the human conditioning. Mm. Um, yes, there's team involvement and there's bigger bigger outfits now, but realistically, the human being has evolved as a as a as a as a physical specimen. Um, you look at the championship now is better than it's ever been before. Yeah. In that six teams can win it. It just depends on obviously on the day, but it also depends on maybe one or two performance elements. Whereas years ago, there was one dominant force and that was it. Um, so like, I think, again, <sighs> to your point, I, I think let the, let the guys out and shoot 25 under. Let the guys out and, and showcase just actually how good these guys are. And I think that's what you don't want to be kind of losing is the actual skill set that these tour players have is phenomenal oh it is but the finesse that they have around the green is phenomenal the, yeah. that skill but like you don't need distance to show off that skill set well then we're kind of and i'm not turning this into a debate no. of i said you said but like <laughs> no but we're kind of in a place where like i I'd, I'd let them off and at times if if you want to make it tricky for them okay if they want to blast it off the tee grand but you're blasting it into 20 feet of cabbage yeah. If you want to, if you, for a, an, an athlete like a tour player, if you want to enhance their, their skill and enhance the, the tradition of the game and bring back courses, maybe like a Marion or a St. Andrews, I'm sure those course superintendents and the governing bodies can find a way to make it harder, to make the precision of that shot at hand rewarding in every sense, but also uh, troublesome as well. So now that player has a decision. So in in essence, we're like I, I'd meet you halfway, <laughs> um, um, and kind of say, well, like make the courses trickier. Don't make them longer. If someone wants to blast it, let them blast it. Again, you're back to the entertainment side of that. If they want to stand there and blast it off the tee, they're taking on the the uh, they're taking on the result of it being an unbelievable shot or not being so good. You know, um, so like for me, it's that's where I would see it. And, and I think that would actually draw in a lot more uh, viewers. And I'm talking viewers of, um, of, of partners out there who we might be looking at golf and we can look at it with our partners and kind of they mightn't have an, uh, an understanding of the game, but there's an attraction there because someone has taken on a shot that's unbelievable. And if you look at a lot of the shots that kind of, being honest, Tiger's renowned for, he's been short in- game shots and very sticky situations yeah. where driver has gotten him into trouble off the tee. Yeah. Bunker shots off downhill lies, like wedge shots that he's just held out from, no, from Deadsville. Um, and then like just outstanding shots that he's played from a recovery standpoint. So like that's drawn in the entertainment and it, it's also exposed a, a fantastic skill element. So like that's what you don't want to lose. And I think that's where Again, you, you alluded to it earlier, double-edged sword. You don't want to have the game full of restrictions and lose that entertainment. Maybe like F1, from what we were saying, because yes, F1 is super regulated, um, and probably for people it's who more are- safety, I suppose. Safety as well, it, it kind of, it's a requirement when you're doing <laughs> 200 <laughs> mile an hour around the track, but- When you're sitting in the golf ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be a, that would, <laughs> that would be a joy, eh? <laughs> that would be some right, but- uh, I think the key thing here is is you want the best of both worlds. And y you can see within reason um, 
again to the F1 side of it, they're bringing a lot more entertainment, they're bringing a lot more access into it. And I think golf has definitely gone down that route um, in a sense of what they've been, been doing in Phoenix um, at the waste management. That's 16 hole, like that's going against the grain and it's only a short par, par three hole, but my God, everyone tunes into that. Like that Super Bowl weekend, it kind of fits into a fantastic calendar. Um, and I just really think they're encompassing the tradition of the game, but they're also bringing fantastic entertainment. And I think that's where we'll probably continue to debate. But at the same time, I think we would come to an agreement that you still need to hold some traditions within the game, yeah. but you need to move forward while entertaining and drawing in new crowds. And hoodies. Well, that's a different <laughs> story. <laughs> that's a but different how, story. Like, from uh, the punt, so that your average, like this is with your fitters hat on now. Yeah. So um, people definitely need to, I, I've always said like, you know, I, we're lucky, I'm lucky working in the game, you're lucky working in the game. Do you get exposed to all the equipment, you get to choose, pick and choose, you get an understanding of how things work, how things work for me and try and improve my DNA. But like guys should be looking at the like of Bryson or Rory and trying to, perfect their own DNA, be it ball, be it face, be it loft, know the effect that these things have on them and actually go out and get fit and, and like you will massively improve if you know your own makeup. Most definitely and I couldn't agree with you more, like a key ethos of, of mine is kind of from the, from the PGA side of it and from the fitting side of it is giving that player the, the knowledge and the empowerment of how they function. Like that is so, so important. And listen, there's fantastic outlets online, uh, be it through uh, social media platforms or YouTube channels and stuff like that. And it, it's great information. But unfortunately, if there's no alignment or relevance for that player, they're just plucking. Um, plucking Wrong information. Just, yeah, just plucking different, different ideas that have no alignment or relevance to them. And unfortunately, that just spirals out of control into then a need as opposed to an, an understanding. And I, I couldn't say enough about educating the golfer and this disbanding these like stigmas of handicap and age and what speed do I need to be? None of the above, by the way. Yeah. It's a, a golf ball is as important to you, regardless of who you are and what you play off, as it is to the tour player. If anything, it's more important to the amateur golfer because that well, the tour player knows what ball to yeah, hit. That piece of equipment is the exact same. It doesn't matter if it's a if it's a DT True Soft or if it's a Titleist Pro V1. It's it's a matter of giving you a ball that or a Taylor Made TP5. But that's your ball. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but it's a matter of it's a matter of giving giving that golfer a a a, a consistent piece of equipment. That they're gonna that they're gonna be able to create um, a relevant um, well they're gonna be able to create more consistency in their game. Uh, they're gonna be able to then get into that kind of um, evolution, if you will. Um, and I think uh, amateur golfers do themselves a lot of disservice in, in that element. They just they don't think they're good enough, and that's it. And they look at what the trend is at the moment, and then just follow that. Whereas if they took a step back and kind of went down the route of Take take what uh, the the tour players do. Those tour players are continuously on a on a process with their schedule. Um, as I said earlier, be it a testing week, be it a speed week, be it a, a strengthening conditioning week. You know, like you just don't need to be blasting golf balls all the time. I think if that golfer got a, a educated um, as to their DNA 
and then from there went on a pathway that gave them an understanding of their pattern of movement um, and a concept to them, man, they'd be in a much, much better place. Perfect. Well, it's a debate that will rumble on and, will. on and on and on and mm on. -hmm. So, but it's been a pleasure catching up with you this week anyway. Likewise, and, um, as always. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. No problem. All thank right. you. Thank you for having me, Peter. Cheers. Interesting stuff there from Mark. Um, always good to try and get an alternative opinion on what's happening within the industry and, and uh, what he sees is coming down the line in the future. So if you want to get involved in the debate yourself, do reach out to us on all of our social channels at Irish Golfer Mag on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can catch up with all the latest daily Irish golf news on irishgolfer.ie and until the next time, we'll actually be back next week with a master special. So we've uh, some nice guests lined up for next week. So thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you soon.